saw that thing so beautiful. She just hit my heart off. Hey guys, it's me again. Listen, I know it's um <clears throat> been a week since I dropped the episode. Not like anybody's checking for me really, really right now. <laughs> But um, it's been a week since I dropped the episode. As you can tell, I'm not really feeling well. I'm a little sick under the weather. And um, I did have a guest lined up for last week, but they canceled. And um, I wanted to use that time to um, for myself. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, so I am back this week with another episode. Um, I believe this is going to be episode five or six. I really should keep better track, but you know, it is what it is. I want to thank everyone that listened to, um, the last episode. Um, I believe it was for, uh, that featured, um, Africa, um, the cake lady. Um, I got like over 24 views on that and I'm really excited because I'm not using any of my other platforms to promote this show. I'm really just using hashtags and whatever, um, listeners they bring in on their own. So I'm really excited because I know that 24 doesn't sound like it's a lot, but it is a lot when, um, you are using the support, uh, solely off of those people who uses hashtags and also, you know, whoever, um, I invite onto the show. I am thinking about maybe branching out and using some of my other platforms to promote my show. Um, but I am still up in the air about that. I'll see. Um, you know, what I've noticed is not a lot of times, um, friends or family, not saying all of my friends or all of my family don't support, but you know, sometimes people don't, don't support you or, you know, they have, there's some negative commentary and I didn't want that to infiltrate my, um, new path in, in establishing anonymously yours podcast. So we'll see what happens as things goes, but I want to thank everybody who tuned in and listened to the show. Um, this week I am on my own. Um, I wanted to discuss today fathers. Yes, fathers. I wanted to discuss the importance of having, um, a father in your life. And hopefully, you know, I know that I think most of my listener may be women, um, because a lot of my content has been geared towards women. Um, but I think it's really important to talk about, you know, um, what it means to have a father in your life. Um, and I'm a person that did not grow up with a father, um, in my life. I do know my dad. I'm going to get into all the nitty gritty of things. So I might as well start now. Right. Um, I am, I think I told you before, as you already know, I'm biracial. So my mom is Puerto Rican and my dad is black. Um, I believe my mother separated from my dad at the age of three. Um, my dad was abusive emotionally, physically, and, um, that relationship didn't work out. So, um, we moved on from, from that. And, um, I was raised for the next, um, until my teenage years, um, you know, with a stepfather. Um, now I know you're like, oh, but you said you weren't raised by a father. I've never considered my stepfather, my father. Um, I've never felt 
like he was my father. I never felt embraced as if he was um, my my father. Um, and I don't really feel like other than disciplinary actions, I don't feel like he ever showed up for me as a father. At least nothing um, stuck in my head that was really prominent um, about him being in my life other than providing shelter and um, discipline. Um, so that's, that's the basis of what I remember him, um, for, uh, they were together for about 11 years and then they split and then that was it. You know, my mom was on her own and she raised, she was raising four children. Um, now my father, my biological father, I started to get, I got to know my biological father. Um, I think preteen, um, when we moved around the same neighborhood that he happened to be living in, it's so ironic because when we moved into um, the neighborhood, right? So we was living in West Trenton and then we moved to South Trenton and it's a big difference, right? So from anybody who is from that area, New Jersey, Trenton, New Jersey, um, West is totally different than South. West, you know, is more of your, your black community, South is Latino land, right? So I'm like best of both worlds because I'm both, right? Um, but um, anyway, so we moved to South Trenton. And ironically, we moved, um, right? Our backyards were connected. Um, my mom's and my biological father. like, And she didn't know it. He didn't know it. It wasn't planned. It just happened. It just so happens that the backyards were connected. Um, and it was separated by, you know, fences and stuff like that. But we found out when I noticed my dad's dog kept coming into our yard and I'm like, how the fuck did you get here? And then that's when I realized, but anyway, um, I want to say how, damn, how old was I? Maybe 12. Yeah. 11 or 12. Yeah. I want to say, um, and then I, that's how I started to get to know my dad because he was so close. He was right around the corner. I would just walk over there anytime I wanted. Um, but my father, I know my dad loves me, but um, he is not good at being a father. He never had to be. You know what I mean? When, the story he gave me. Um, sorry. I'm sick. <laughs> The story that he gave me is that when my mom left, you know, he was distraught because, you know, she took um, us with her and, you know, all of this other shit. But he never made any major effort to stay a part of our lives, know what was going on, um, anything that was monumental. I think the only thing that he showed up for that was monumental was my high school graduation. And that was it. Um, and. I, t I think I said this in my other episode, I'm insecure about, you know, not growing up knowing my other half, especially like, and I'm not pushing a biracial agenda. I'm telling you what I am, how I grew up in my experience as a person that's biracial. I'm not pushing a biracial agenda, nor am I glorifying it. I am just talking from my experience solely. Now I mentioned in my, I'm, I am, in, I'm insecure, um, episode that, you know, I kind of wish that I knew my dad's side of the family because I had to grow up with a lot of things that, um, that I could not, uh, associate with, you know, my Spanish side, um, which is my mom's side, which is all that we knew. 
I couldn't associate with that side of me because, you know, I looked a little bit different. I had big breasts. Um, not to say that Spanish people don't, but in my family, they don't normally have big breasts. I was, I was, you know, large, you know, in my, um, breast area, you know, I was thicker. Um, my hair was, um, thick and coarse and short. Um, you know, and I feel like I have like black features. I have like really full lips. Um, you know, I don't know. My nose is, I guess, regular. Um, but I, there was things that I, um, had to deal with growing up. Um, and, and was confused about, especially with like when it came to my hair and my body and, you know, um, certain things. So yeah, my dad wasn't really there to play any type of role. My dad to this day is more of, if you stay in contact with me, great. But if I don't contact my dad in about a year, two years, three years, he's not reaching out to me. (laughs) So, you know, it's that thing where you just got to learn to accept people for exactly who they are. And I've learned to accept my father for exactly who he is, um, which is, you know, he's not the best, but he did bring me in this world. So I thank him for that. Well, my mom pushed me out, but, uh, you know, I swam, <laughs> I swam the good swim <laughs> to get here. So I was the fastest swimmer of them all. <laughs> I'm cracking myself up, but I made it. So, um, yeah, that's the gist of my father. I don't know. I know that I know that my dad, um, is one of seven. Um, I know that my dad is from a a third set. He's from a third set of kids. So his biological father had, um, like kids from like five different women and in each set of women, they were like three to, you know, five to six kids. Like he would, he had a plethora of kids. And I think my dad was from like the third set of children. Um, his dad was really abusive. They say he was like an evil man. Um, but you know, let me tell you how I met some of my family members. It's so funny. I met my grandmother, which is his mother. Um, when I was getting, my mom took me for an eye exam and she turned to this woman and she's like, this is your grandma. I'm like, that white woman is not my grandmother. <laughs> this woman was so fair skinned. I was like, you told me I was half black. <laughs> like, where does this woman come from? And she had to pull me aside and she was like, no, she is. She is um a hundred percent black. Well, she is black. I know that her mother is native American or something like that. I don't know. But um, she was so fair. She looked like she could pass for a Spanish um, woman or a white woman. And I'm like, fuck, man. I didn't. I wasn't going to end up with no type of fucking melon. Like my my mom is fair. My dad is caramel, and my grandmother is almost as light as my mother. So I met my grandmother that way. Her name was Barbara. Um, and it's so funny because as I get older, I see so many similarities between me and her um, and the way that we look. Um, so that's, that is something else. Now you're going to hear this napkin in my hand because um, I, I'm trying not to leak all over this microphone. <laughs> so, all right. So, um, that, and that's just to give you a little background. I want to connect with my audience. I want my audience to kind of know 
you know me um and you know it's like I don't know if I've ever said this on here before but you never know a person's story and you never know how you could relate to someone else um there's people that I've de- I never got along with and I just thought they were like horrible people and then you hear their story and you're like okay well that's probably why she is the way she is you know what I mean so I just want us to like kind of unite and and you know hear our stories of you know what we went through now I don't have no sad ass story where I wasn't you know in no crazy situations but um you know I had my share of issues um so yeah. So I met my grandmother that way. And I met my uncle when I was working at ShopRite. And at the time I was young, I was a young, um, saxifying me. I was super young. I had the great contacts, you know, and oh my God, I had the big breasts. I had the butt. I was tall. I was, you know, um, lean and, you know, men used to hit on me all the time, especially older men. I'm talking about older men, like 50s, 40s, 30s, 20s. And I'm 14, 15 years old. Um, I used to get hit on all the time. So when this man walked up to me in ShopRite, they, he, you know, was like, hey, Javon. And I'm like, how the fuck does this man know my name or know me? I don't know who he is. And he's like, you don't know who I am, do you? I'm like, nope. He's like, I'm your uncle Rodney. I was like, oh, cool. You know what I mean? Like, what do you say? Like when you meet your uncle at the grocery store, like, can I get a ride home? <laughs> like, what the fuck? I didn't know. I was just like, all right, cool. <laughs> um, but I believe that not having my father in my life affected me in various ways. Um, I have problems setting boundaries. Um, I don't know. I, I had to figure out for myself what worked for me. And I'm still figuring that out as an old, like as in my thirties now, I'm still trying to figure out what I like, what I don't like. And I'm still having trouble finding boundaries and I'm still trying to figure out how um, a man should treat a woman. And I know that sounds crazy because the only way I've learned how a man should treat a woman is through, um, you know, through TV, through books, through movies, through what people, people have told me, but never, um, through a lessons, um, that was provided by my father. Um, he didn't tell me how he didn't explain to me, like, this is how you should be treated or you need a man with this. And you know, you're better than that. And you, you're, you're, you know, you're this, you come from my, my loins and you're a princess. No, my dad never talked to me like that. As a matter of fact, I was in like a really crazy relationship. I mean, he was always cheating, always lying. And when I tell you he was always lying, he would say, you know, it's just like that. Um, saying like when they say good morning, you had to actually look outside to see if it was morning. That's how much he lied. Like if he told me he took a pe- piss, I'm like, he lying. And I would tell my dad, like, listen, you know, I'm going through. And he was also kind of physically, you know, abusive, too, when we get into arguments or whatever. Um, And I would, like, talk to my dad about it because I'm just like, well, I don't know. Thinking that my dad is going to tell me. I'm sorry, I had to edit a certain part out. Yeah, thinking that my dad was going to tell me, you know, no, you deserve better. This is how a man should treat a woman. This is what you need to expect from a man. Or even tell me, you know, this is um, how you love a man and this is how you respect a man and this is what you should then 
um, get back in return. And if you don't get these things in return, this man will be this way because he's a man. He knows. And if anything, you're supposed to protect your. I would think you would want to protect your daughter. Right. And he he didn't want to hear it. He didn't want to hear it because, you know, he met him and me and my kid's father was together for years. So he knew he knew him and, you know, they've had talks or whatever. So he didn't want to hear anything bad about him. He was just like, oh, that's just relationships. And I'm just like me at a, at me being older now. I'm just like, damn, you know, he could have he could have set me up a little bit better than what he did. And um, he's just I couldn't ask him for money. I couldn't ask him for help. I couldn't. I just couldn't talk to him. And anytime I would go over there, I wouldn't spend time with him. I would spend time with his wife who I love to death. Like she, she, she was a, she is a good person. Um, you know, so it was hard, you know, with my mom just, she was, my mom did an excellent job. I can't say that I want it for much. I think the only reason why I feel affected from my dad's absence is through my relationships. That's where I really see the effects of it. Um, and, you know, maybe setting uh, boundaries and um, protecting myself from, you know, toxic relationships. That's how the influence of my father not being in my life, um, you know, that's how it affected me. But also, you know, with my mom being the most prominent figure in my life, I think that that affected me too, because I now I take everything on my shoulders, right? I don't know what is a man's job. I don't know. I don't know what a man's job is, <laughs> to be honest, what they're supposed to do. I don't know what it is to be provided for. I don't know what it is to be taken care of. I don't know what it is to be protected by a man. I don't know what it is to, um, you know, to experience that provider protective, um, my man role, because I play that role. I play that role in my relationships. I play that role. And, and, and it's to the point where, you know, it's to the point where I don't realize that I'm doing it. And it does make, there are certain relationships that I've been in mainly one. Cause right now I'm in, I'm involved with, I'm seeing somebody, right. And, um, I know that he has a hard time, um, you know, taking certain things from me because I play that provider protective role. Um, and I, I played in my relationships and towards my children as well. And, um, you know, I just always want to make sure that he's okay and he's, you know, taken care of. And if he has everything that he needs, but I never stop to say, Hey, Jovan, what do you need? Aren't you getting tired? Aren't you a little run down? Um, don't you need somebody to be there for you? You need help, you know, with certain things around the house and you need help with this and you need help with that. You know, it's hard for me to, um, accept help from a man. And it's hard for me to, um, know when to stop, um, in certain situations. Like, and what I mean by stop, like stop overexerting myself because when I love, I love you. And then I equate that to, I'm, I don't even know. Like if I love you, I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to try to protect you. I'm trying to, I'm going to try to provide what you need. I'm going to try to, you know, be what I guess I need. Boom. Damn. I just figured, I think you guys are my therapy session because I just figured that shit out just the fuck now. I wish I had like a soundboard, like, don't, don't, there we go. 
that's gonna be it. I gotta get a soundboard, but for now we'll stick with thun, thun. I I do for people in my men in my relationships the way I want to be treated but I never stop to be treated that way because I'm scared that if I stop I know that I'm not going to get that same treatment back and um that I feel like is how I've been affected from not having a father in my life so um graduating from not having a father in my life you know I now have children who um you know I was in a 17 year relationship on and off on and off. So there were some times in between that, that we weren't together for long periods of time, but that man has been in my life since I was 17 up until my early thirties. Um, but yeah, I've been in a situation where, you know, I'm in a situation now where he, he started out being an okay dad. And when I mean, okay, dad, like, you know, he could have done more for his children, but he was there. He loved his kids. He, you know, acknowledge his children. He, you know, took them out to the park and he was the best father that he could be. And I always appreciated that about him, even when we weren't together until up until he got into his new relationship. And then he just stopped being a father altogether. Um, it was extremely disappointing, um, because it's just like, I don't know. It was extremely disappointing because of my kids mainly. Um, Cause I knew that if he dropped the ball, I was so used to having the ball, even in my relationship with him. Like he wasn't a provider for me. I was the provider for him. There were very few times that he came through for me. And it, and when he did, he complained about it the whole time. He blamed me for having to come through for me. He blamed me. Like it was just ridiculous. Right. Cause I was expected to always hold that ball. I was expected to, um, be, uh, figure it out. I was expected to, you know, work it out. And I did each and every fucking time. Um, so I guess that was, you know, you know, not so much of a big thing when he decided to drop off the face of the earth of being a dad, you know what I mean? I just picked up the ball and kept rolling. I do see that my children are affected from not having their father because their father would do more of the fun things for them. I'm more of the disciplinary. I'm the protector. I love them. I give them what they need. I try to provide, you know, what they need. But to be honest, I'm not the fun one. Like, I'm not going to be running around the house with you. I'm not running to the park. I hate being outside <laughs> unless we're going somewhere to have fun. You know, um, I do take my kids out. So, you know, it's not like that. Like I take them to the movies or, but it's few and, be, and far in between because, you know, I'm also a single mom and a lot of the things I handle on my own. Um, so, you know, money be tight and I'm be honest with you, money be tight, but you know, um, you know, having a father in your life is so prevalent, not just for your sons, because I think a, a lot of people make it, oh, you, you need to be there for your son. You need to be. No, yeah. A father being there for their son is extremely important. But I feel like being there for your daughter is just as important as being there for your son, because your daughter needs you. Your daughter, your daughter needs you because you don't want her out there on that pole. You don't want her out there chasing every man for attention. You don't want her out there because I think the the daughter needs their father to, to show them how to be loved the right way. So um, they can get in healthier relationships. They can feel what it is to be treated the right way by a man, her father. So I think 
and, and y'all can hit me up if I'm wrong, but I think that's what the father rule plays. It helps her build her identity. It helps her, you know, stand firm in her, in her, in her stance of what she wants, her boundaries, you know, what she will and will not accept. That's why it's so important because we have so many women out there that, um, are vying for attention. They're vying for attention through social media. Um, they are, we are extremely competitive amongst the women's ourselves because, you know, it's thin pickings out there. Every man is either, it's not like it's a good plethora of men to choose from. Let's, let's be honest, ladies. It's hard to find a man that, first of all, wants to be faithful um, and doesn't tell lies. Now, everybody tells lies, but, you know, I don't like the the part where they keep you in a cloud. They keep mm-hmm. you in a ball of confusion. And I'm, I don't like that and I don't respect it because I've always been a person that you got to be straight up with me. I don't care if it's bad news or good news because if it's bad news, I'm going to take the brunt of that. I'm going to take it, assess it, deal with it, and move the fuck on. Like men, I feel so scared to tell you, nah, I'm not feeling you like that. Or I just want to keep you around, but, uh, you know, I'm not really um, interested in getting any further. Like, tell a bitch that then, you know what I mean? Like, and then y'all want to sit there and, you know, keep her in this ball of confusion for your own self good until you're done with it. And then you discard of a person, a human being that actually has emotions. And that's why a lot of our men are losing, like, you know, there's too many women. Like I said, I'm, I'm more independent because I saw my mom be independent. And so I guess I just took on that. I just took it on because I've seen it being done. And I was like, okay, my mom knows how to get shit done. I'm going to get shit done. Cause that's how she raised me. Take care of your shit. You know what I mean? And, um, there was nobody to catch her fall. You know what I mean? So I think that's probably why there's some women out there sometimes that don't know how to give a man his crown, you know what I mean? You know, and let him handle whatever he needs to handle because there's been so many times where she's been left, you know, she's had her crown knocked off. (laughs) So she had to pick up hers, his, and and now she wearing them both. (laughs) So, but that's no excuse. Like if you have a good man, ladies, do not talk to your man. Like you are a, a, a man off the street. Like I'm not saying that I've never done that. Cause I have done that in my 17 relationship, but that's because I lost respect for him as a man. He wasn't doing what he needed to do as a man. He wasn't there to help as a man in the house with financial issues. Like I was the one picking up the ball. I was the one rolling. I was the one figuring shit out. And then he would just leave everything on my shoulders. Like, for example, we had to move out of the house. We were getting out of the house. We had to move out. This nigga said, um, I'm, I'm going to work. I'm like, this is the last day we're going to be in this house. We only had this U-Haul for this amount of time. So you're going to leave me here to figure this out. And sure enough, he did. I moved everything out that fucking house by myself. I moved stoves. I moved chairs, dresses, um, king size beds. Like, oh, let me tell you, now that I'm older, I can't do that shit now. But I had the strength of God in me that day. When I tell you I was Zeus 
or you know no well, that's not God so I don't want you thinking I'm equating that to God but I had the strength of God God was in me that day because I was in there moving everything the fuck out by my damn self and so how as a woman how can you respect the man that would let your woman do all of that you know what I mean um and I don't agree there was this all right check it there was this meme that was going on, right, between Nicole Giovanni, I think, and um, another in- interviewer. Um, damn, his name escapes me. I thought it was James. I'm not sure. But basically, she was saying that um, she wants the man, her man, to come. If you're going to come home, don't come home and give me your ass to kiss. Just like you put a face out there to your job, just like you put a face out there to the world, you know, you come here. And you put that face on for me. You can fake it for me, too. And she's like, I don't care if you were Betty. Like, she's like, I don't care if you're cheating. I don't care. When you come home, we have to raise these children together. You need to fake it with me. I don't necessarily agree with that. I feel like, you know, when you're in a relationship, man and woman, right, his job is to be the provider and protector. Your job, I'm so old-fashioned. My friends tell me this all the time. You're old-fashioned. But this, in my mind, would be a perfect relationship for me. The protect, the provider and the protector and the support system. Like, I got home and I got your support. I got you. I'm holding you up. You go out there. You take care of your family. You, you know, you come back. And, you know, we're going we're gonna to make this work together. Like, we're going to be a solid um, unit. And that's how I feel like a family should be like, not with you out there cheating and doing, taking from the home in that way. Like some men think that's a man thing to do, to be out there cheating on your woman. I, I don't necessarily agree with that at all. Although I know that that's what we're faced with today. Um, that's why we experience so many broken homes today. Um, and that's why fathers, when you're not there for your daughters, you got, you know, women out there breaking up happy homes. Um, you got women out there who don't respect, you know, the sanctity of certain, you know, relationships. Hey, I'm not even going to front. I was that chick too, back in the day. Like I like, I, I didn't understand the importance of relationships because I didn't have my father around. So, uh, you know, so what you mean? <laughs> the thing is like, I feel like it is the man's responsibility to his relationship to cherish it. Like if you're going to bring another woman into that relationship, I can't blame that woman. I got to blame my man. My man brought her into our lives. He brought her into our lives. I didn't meet this chick. I didn't bring her into our unity. He brought her in there. He has to say no. You know what? There is nothing sexier than a man that honors his girl. Like he could be out there flossing. He could be out there fine as hell. He could, you know, even flirt a little bit. The man ain't dead. But when it comes to solidifying anything for a man to be like, nah, I got a shorty. I'm good. That is so sexy to me. Even when I see it done to other people, like when I see a man that does it for their girl, I t- it makes him even sexier. Like, damn, you know, he really, yo, he really for his shit. Cause I think a man that is going to be with several different ones. I think he's a clown. Like you a clown. What are you doing? What are you doing? You know how much pussy is out there? You're going to be chasing pussy for the rest of your fucking life. Maybe that's what they want. I don't even know what the sanctity of relationships are now. I really don't. Um, I'm just in this world trying to mm, 
fine was for me, just like everybody the fuck else. But in my fantasy world, that's what it would be. Man and woman, unit, and just loyalty and togetherness. That that would be so dope. That's what I want, but I don't know if I'll ever get that. <laughs> um. So, yeah, back to the father. So, yeah, that's why your presence is so very well needed in your daughter's lives, too. So they can make better decisions as they grow older and they can demand they can be in healthier relationships. Your son needs fathers because he needs to learn how to be a man. He needs to know how to be a provider. He needs to know how to be a protector. He needs to know how to grind. He needs to know what he's going to be facing out in that world as a man. Um, So, you know, with my children in their on and off again, you know, vision of a father you know it is disappointing but at the same time I'm like well I made it you know through so they're just it's life I can't protect my children from everything and I refuse to stay in a toxic relationship just so they can say they have a father around that's another thing if your relationship is done it's done (laughs) it's done like you can people don't understand that co-parenting can be a healthy thing Co-parenting can be good for your child, too. If it doesn't work, co-parent. You know what I mean? If it doesn't work, be there for your child. So that way your child knows that he still has both mom and dad. You know what I mean? Um, And that's just my view of things. I don't really know. I'm just speaking from my own perspective. Like, um, I'm a great co-parenter as long as I got someone who's willing to co-parent back (laughs) and not be an asshole. Um, and I stay out of, like, I don't care what's going on with your relationship. I don't, I don't really care. Just, you know, be fair with the children. Be, be, be present, be present. And I gotta be honest. I, sometimes I get a little jealous when I see men, um, go so hard, you know, for their child and, you know, respect their child's mom. Um, no, not that I don't want that. I, I most definitely want that. I think that, I think that's like a beautiful thing when a man can have respect for his child's mother, but not also not cross those boundaries is able to co-parent and civically, you know, raise the kid without the haze and confusion I was telling you about before. Like that's dope. But sometimes I get a little jealous because I'm not able to do that in my situation. You know, my kids have to go without a father. My kids have to deal with the craziness that is um, going on from his choices and, and my choices too. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not um, an angel in this, but I think I'm right most, most of the time. <laughs> but I'm not an angel in this, but you know, I'm definitely a great co-parenter and I'm definitely a great, um, a civil person. Like I, I wasn't trying to run him into the ground and trying to take him for all he got. All I care about is take care of these kids and you can't even do that. So sometimes I get a little jealous because my kids, I see my kids are going without, and I know it's just me and them against the world. I know it's just me and them against the world and um, I'm willing to take on that battle. Like I did everything the fuck else. <laughs> like I'm ready to take on that battle uh, happily and proudly um, because, you know, when you bring life into this world, for me, it's a big thing. Like I brought, I brought them three 
you know, mofos in this world and they mine wholeheartedly. They mine. When I tell you they mine, they are my three little heartbeats out there and I will do anything to make sure that, um, they have what they need. Um, so yeah, so that was, that's basically what I wanted to talk about, about the importance of having, you know, fathers in your children's lives and, and co-parenting and, um, you know, really doing the right thing by your children. And I also wanted to dispel the myth that, you know, just having fathers involved in their son's life is important, but also you see the effects of fathers not being there for their, um, their daughters. Now there's some people fucked up people out there that was raised with the father, single father, or, you know, raised with, um, both mom and dad. Um, and they took the wrong path, maybe due to over enabling, um, lack of discipline. I don't, I don't know. Um, but I do see that there's more of an effect on, um, women that especially, you know, I consider myself a black woman. I was raised by a Puerto Rican mom, but, um, I've always was, you know, I'm always was in, you know, environments and neighborhoods, um, that consisted of, you know, black culture. And so that's what I'm accustomed to. That's what I, I am. Um, so, you know, especially as black women, you could see, you could see what's going on. Like I, you know, the, the, mm, the half nakedness now, now the whole thing is getting an ass and liposuction and just showing off your body. And it's just like women's bodies are so boring to me now. <laughs> like, not that I float that way, but you know, a woman's body is something that's supposed to be like wanted, right? You're supposed to look at a woman and be like, yo man, I really want to get to know, like you, you get to know her mind. And then when you see her body is even that more exciting, you know, that's me again in my fantasical my fantasy thought of a world, I guess. Um, but you know, you see so many damn titties and ass and, and coochies damn near exposed. It's just like, it's overrated. I'm like, damn, we just showed everybody what we have. <laughs> like it's so overrated. Um, men are not exposed, not nearly as much as women are exposed. And it's just a sad thing. I pray, you know what I pray for my daughters is that and I talk to my oldest, um, I talk to my oldest a lot. Like, do not get yourself wrapped up in a boy. Know your worth. Know what you, know what you want to accomplish first. Set your boundaries. Do not get wrapped up in lies, deceit, and in something toxic. When a man wants you, he wants you. And he's going to act like he wants you. And he's going to do what he needs to do to keep you. And you, in turn, keep him. But don't keep something that don't want to be kept. You heard me? Don't keep nothing that don't want to be kept. And that's my main thing. Like, as I get older, and even in my relationship now, because it's not, again, I have a problem setting boundaries. But um, at first I was kind of, I was, you know, kind of afraid to let it go for, you know, the obvious reasons that a woman would be like, oh, I don't want somebody else to come in and, they get what he was, wasn't willing to give me. And, you know, I don't want to be by myself. And, um, but now as I get older, I'm like, I'm for self. I want to, I want to invest in myself. I want to focus on myself. I'm tired of being in things that are toxic. I'm tired of being in a ball of confusion 
And I'm not saying that I won't be hurt, especially in the relationship that I have going on now. Like, I'm not saying that I won't be hurt if it dissolves. I'll be very much hurt. But I'm not holding on to, like I said, to nothing that don't want to be kept. If you want to go, go. If you want to lie, deceit, cheat, if you're never going to be satisfied, please go. (laughs) Go. I will deal with the shit that I got to fucking deal with on my own. And then I'll come above it just like I did that other tragic ass relationships. And I, and, and this is not to sound like sad, but I think women, I see women sometimes get so desperate for company and in a, in a relationship just to say that they're in one. And it's not that fucking serious. Like, fuck it. Like if I wanted to fuck, I could totally just fuck. That's it. Like, I said this to someone, women can pull twice as many men as men pull women. If we wanted to fuck, it's so easy to find somebody to fuck. Uh, there's a couple people that if I just send them a little Snapchat, send them a little DM, boom, I got it at my disposal. But that's not what I want. You know what I mean? That is not what the fuck I want. I want to be in a, in a um, I want to feel connected to someone. I want to... I want to feel loved and I want to give love and I want to be like, I want to be bonded with someone, um, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, like I want that connection. Um, and that, and if I can't get that, then none of it's worth it to me. It's just like, I, I don't, I don't want to stay here for just your ass to kiss. <laughs> like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I got bills to pay. I got a, I got a whole fucking 50 more years to live before I can retire and shit. Like I got to figure out how I'm going to be able to take care of my old ass. When I get old, hopefully one of these kids that I had makes it because <laughs> I'm going to need them to take care of me the way this world's going on. Um, but yeah, so that's my conversation today. Hopefully I didn't bore you, but I wanted to bring you some real shit. Um, you know, wanted to talk about, you know, the importance of having fathers in your lives and, um, women also making sure that you don't push a good father out the way with, with hurt feelings. Make sure you take your feelings out of it. And it's so hard to do. Trust me. I know. Make sure you take your feelings out of it. Let that man be a father to his child because by you keeping him away from his child, because you hate him or whatever the case is, you're doing more damage to your child than what you think. So women don't do that either. And men be there for your kids. You you took the you you did the nut. Be there for your kids. And that's all I guess I could say about that. So that's my my little episode today. Sorry that I didn't post last week. I know like with coming up with this consistency is key, but you know, I have a life. So I appreciate anybody that listens to my show. I appreciate to anybody that connects with it. I'm not for everybody, but I'm for somebody. And for those somebodies that are for me, I appreciate your your feedback. I appreciate your listens. I appreciate your plays and your streams. I appreciate you so much. And I thank you so much. Um, I am on anonymously, your underscore yours podcast on IG. So anonymously underscore yours podcast on IG. Anonymously yours podcast at gmail.com. Um, hit me up on IG though and DM. I'm going to expand my contact information, but for now, just hit me up on IG. Um, 
and that's about it. So I hope that you enjoyed um, my show today. And I hope that you were able to resonate and connect with it. Please, if you're willing to share your story, definitely hit me up. Um, I would love to talk to other women who maybe, you know, have some other different effects of how not having a father for them has, you know, affected them or even growing up with a father um, has has helped them. So, you know, definitely your feedback is needed. And again, I hope that you enjoyed the show. Bye. She was so sublime, super fine. She was never lying, strutting in the hills or her slides. Either way, eyes on her every single day, week, year. Everyone wondering how she does it with no fear of that confidence. Was it heaven sent? Does it come within? Does it come run out? I don't know. She'll just have them running out and in. Man, they want to sin. Talking deadly sin with Mitch's daily album.